Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Honest Property Investment podcast. My name's Natasha Collins and I am the host of this podcast. I'm also the founder of NC Real Estate, which is my firm of surveyors. It is here to make commercial property investment more accessible so that every investor can invest in commercial property. If you want to find out more, head on over to ncrealestate.co.uk. I thought I'd just been spammed. I was going to push a play on this podcast, uh, record on this podcast, and then I saw an email come into my inbox that was the six things you don't know about elephants. I thought, why on earth would I be sent that email? And then I was like, best marketing ever. So uh, it actually came from the American Museum of Natural History. So it wasn't too out of the blue, but I thought, oh, need to take a little bit of advice from that. So I stopped, I wrote it down. And now here I am back on the podcast. It has been a slightly quieter week this week. We're back to the only properties that are coming through, seemingly a land deals. I'm not in the market for buying land at the moment. I don't know if you are. If you are, have a search about. There seems to be a lot of it. It's more at the moment a lot of a lot of chatting to other agents. We had a property complete in Chippenham for one of our clients. That is really exciting. That has been purchased for £270,000 in the centre of Chippenham. And that is going to be turned into a serviced office space. I cannot wait. The interior designers have already been in and they've had a look around and we've got a plan that it's going to be turned into quite a quaint Cotswold style serviced office. Very excited about it. The contractors and the architect are going to go in on Tuesday with Harriet on our team who's project managing this for our clients. We are going to be putting in systems so that we can run the whole of the office hands off. That is certainly something that one of our clients wants to do. And so that is the goal. The goal is to try and manage it hands off. Now, we do have people on the ground in Chippenham, so it's not as if we're not able to get there if something happens or something goes wrong. But... For the client, he wants to see if he can have a serviced office space that he can run remotely. So as we continue with that building and it all getting set up, I will keep you in the loop about how it goes. But yes, 
very exciting, a whole office block in Chippenham within walking distance of the train station. When I say walking distance, I mean like a two minute walk. I'm not saying walk miles down the hill. Cannot wait to see it done. And when I say we're getting architects in it, that's because we are um, adding walls and subdividing off smaller offices and putting disability friendly um, or accessible toilets on the ground floor. So that is what we are going to do. I haven't had the quotes back yet. I haven't seen how much this is going to cost. So as that goes on, I will let you know. Question of the day is, is it time to invest in commercial property at a big discount? Sure. Oh, I always give you the short answer first. I'm assuming that the question is, can you invest in commercial property at a big, big discount? Yes. If there is reason for the seller to sell to you at a big discount, I don't see why not. Because of market conditions though, are there big discounts on commercial property? Look, I'm a firm believer that Properties will come to market at an asking price, which is reflective of what's going on in the market. If you want to get those discounts, you are going to have to do some negotiation. You are going to have to make the deal worth the seller's while. That is a key takeaway, right? So if the market is in a certain place, the property will be priced accordingly. So the fact that we have seen yields rising because there's more risk in the market well yes we are starting to see properties being priced like that i do see agents bringing properties to market which are overpriced they are showing yields that we should have been getting a couple of years ago you know those things that come to market at six seven seven and a half percent i think they're overpriced and they need to hang around on the market for a little while to show the seller that they're overpriced. And then as you watch the market, which is my, I'm going to say hobby, it's my job. It's my job to watch the market. <laughs> it's like a hobby. Yeah, it's my hobby too, because I do look at uh, listings outside of work hours, but <laughs> it's my job. I watch the properties that come to the market have a look at them if I think they're overpriced I keep watching to see if the properties come back and get sent through to me again reduced and then reduced again and then reduced again or properties that look like they could be a good deal what I do is I run them through the deal analysis so I pop them on my Trello board and for those of you who haven't heard me talk about Trello. Trello is our property deal organizing machine. Um, it's really simple. We like to keep everything simple over here. Essentially, our Trello board has properties which we think would work really well for our clients based upon our client search recommendations. If it's not priced at the right price, and we've spoken to the agent and the agent's like, there's no discount to be had at the moment, we just watch and we put it in a come back to in four weeks time, come back to in six weeks time, come back to in three months time column. 
if the property sells at that higher price, well done to the seller, you know, congratulations, you got something phenomenal there. Brilliant. Great. You know, but um, if it's not selling, we've then we can then just watch and see what's going on and keep putting comments which say, oh, this property's been uh, reduced again. And usually what we then have is we have the brochure or the agent's particulars of that property on our Trello card from the original price and then the new prices that drop. So we've got a number of iterations of that brochure that we attach to the Trello card so we can see what's happening. The quicker these prices are getting dropped, the more desperate we're starting to see that seller to sell. At that point, yes, you can then start having a look and thinking, oh, maybe now I can agree a discount or maybe now I can get uh, that really, really good price. But you have to watch. It doesn't just happen that one day you decide, right, I'm out searching right move oh my gosh, whoa, there's this amazing deal, click on it, buy it, it's way below market price, doesn't happen. You have to watch the market, you have to understand where the market is, and then as that seller gets more desperate to sell and they start dropping the price, that is when you jump in and secure properties at big discounts. There's other reasons you can get properties at big discounts. If you're buying a portfolio of properties, often they all get lumped in together. So it may be that some of the properties are highly discounted. We see that in mixed use properties where um, you've got the residential above and you have got the commercial below, or, you know, however the commercial and residential is structured. But often when properties that are mixed use, the so residential and commercial are sold together, they are valued on investment value. So the residential is also given a capitalization rate. I'll pause here and I'll tell you what I mean. So when we are valuing residential properties in with a mixed use property, I've been through on this podcast how I would value commercial property. Well, for residential property, it's very this it's it's exactly the same. So you you go and find out what the market rent would be on each of those properties, or if it's just one flat, it's the market rent on that flat. If there's three flats, it's the total market rent on three flats. Then what you do is you divide that by the yield you'd expect to get on the property. The minimum yield you're, you'd expect on residential is 6.5%. So don't ever go any lower than that. But if you go on a website like Property Data to go and see what yields are in the market, you can apply those yields to the residential rental income. So essentially, if the rental income was £20,000, I've got my calculator out. So if the rental income was £20,000 and the market yield was 6.5%, so you do £20,000 divided by 6.5%, that would give you a value of £307,692, 
right? So there's your capital value of the residential. You then add that to the capital value of the commercial and you get to that sale price or the purchase price, whatever price you should be paying for it, the price that the property should transact for in the market. Then what you should do is compare that residential investment value, so the value it's been given as being part of that mixed use property versus its bricks and mortar value. So the value that if it, if each of the individual units was sold on its own, it would be given on the open market. Chances are that it is going to be higher uh, in bricks and mortar value than it would be on investment value, unless you've got you know a really healthy investment value. But a lot of the time, the residential is is valued higher on a bricks and mortar value. Then you could be getting a deep discount in that commercial property. Again, I say commercial as in that mixed use commercial property. So that's another way of getting that deep discount um, in commercial property. But again, you have to understand the market. You have to recognize when you're going through all of these deals, oh, wow, this has been priced in a low manner. What is up with it? Always questions what's wrong with it. Go and see it. Ask the agent. What's going on? Figure it out. Because also remember, the when you're doing a deal appraisal, any risks associated with the property or any problems with the property, you're also going to need to deduct from the price that you agree for it. So that's another way of getting uh, a deep discount. But again, negotiate. Negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. I cannot stress this enough. So to reiterate, is it time to invest in property at in commercial property at a big discount? Sure. It's always time. It's always time. I don't think this is time dependent. This is market knowledge dependent. This is about you being out in the market doing the research, noticing what is coming through, what is coming to market, what is it priced at? How does the property you're looking at compare to the rest of the market? Having that understanding is really, really, really vital. Then negotiate and negotiate well so the seller gets what they want, but you also get what you want. And then finally, have a look at those residential values in mixed use commercial schemes. What is the value as it's being presented to you as an investment value versus what is the value as bricks and mortar? Now, just as a side note from that, it may be that the agent has priced it bricks and mortar value for residential and investment value for commercial. If that is the case, then they should try and sell it separately rather than as one. So you might also notice that, give the agent a call and say, well, if you want bricks and mortar value for the residential in this mixed-use building, why don't you just sell it separately? Great negotiation tactic. All right. So key takeaways, guys. As a result of listening to this podcast, please monitor the market. You know those right move search alerts that I told you to set up last week on the podcast? 
go through and monitor them. It shouldn't take you any longer than five to 10 minutes to just go through them and see what works for you because obviously not all of those details are going to be right for you. Come on, I said at the very start of this podcast, I get so much land coming through right now. I have no one that is investing in land, no one. So obviously they just get deleted. I don't bother uh, deal analyzing them. So you're not going to analyze every single property that comes through. You're going to know that some you would want to buy and some you wouldn't. That's okay. But watch. What keeps coming back? What do you notice about those values? How do they change? And leverage that to your advantage. All right, there we have it. Thank you for listening to me this week. I will speak to you very, very soon. Thank you so much for listening today. If you've loved this pod, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And make sure to leave a five-star review as this makes me so happy and it helps to boost the show and get it out there to more property investors. Finally, if you want to email the pod, you can write to me, natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk. I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon.